3: Welcome back to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days per year. I'm Anthony. I'm Julia. I'm Tomas. <laughs> and I'm Jerry. Jerry's back. Well, you haven't been on this show since it was 366 days per year.
4: That's true. Yeah, Correct. it has been a, been a while.
0: He has not been on since we changed our recording time. That is correct.
4: <laughs> no, nope. I, I mean Jerry.
3: There are like so many Christmas podcasts now. Jerry's just on rotation. He's at the top of the list again. He's got to make his way through. <laughs> uh, Jerry, when are you next scheduled to come on? June for Batman the Animated Series, I think. So that's about right. By the time we get, to, by the time
4: <laughs> we get there, you'll have run through them all again. <laughs> through them all, yeah. <laughs> well, there's that new one now too, lit for Christmas at the martin's gonna marty's gonna come on my show for sure i got him booked already
3: (laughs) oh yeah i saw that i saw that on facebook and art was
4: like wow jerry you work fast (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know if i can make a few friends and i'll you know spread some christmas cheer and fill up an episode of my show as well i mean why not (laughs) sure do you think think we should start taking it personally anthony that we don't get invited on other shows anymore
3: I do not take it personally, Tom, because we still get invited on the best show, Jerry's show. That's Speaking true.
4: of which, I need, uh, I, I actually have something that I think Julia might be interested in later. So, um, well, I'll get back to you on that. So.
3: Ooh, it's been a while since you had
4: Julia on. Way to bury the lead. Does it have anything <laughs> to
1: do with John Williams and Vince Carlton? I'm going
4: to ask! <laughs> <that>. <laughs> no, it has nothing to do with that. Uh Sorry, I was I was a little probably uh, good. Fussy. <laughs> we, I was a little fussy. What? I don't like to lose and so I was, I, I was very fussy. Um but no, it's actually uh, about Care Bears. Um
1: Oh, I so. love Care Bears. Can you guess what I Care remember
4: bear saying was my that, favorite? So. Grumpy. How did you was, know? He was my favorite because he was blue. <laughs> That's the Aww. only reason. He was blue. Uh, <laughs> how how do we know, Anthony? How did you know? Cuz there was no angry bear. There should be an angry bear.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anger is his power. That'd <laughs> be an entirely different show. Yeah. I mean, I'm so upset a-
3: anger didn't get more screen time and inside out. That was the emotion I <laughs> related most
0: to. <laughs> that is actually, yeah. I'm shocked and or amazed by that comment, Anthony.
4: <laughs> I am neither shocked nor amazed. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. It's not totally just Jerry, it feels
0: like we
3: haven't spoken to it forever. I feel like I haven't spoken to you guys in forever either. We skipped one yeah.
1: week
0: recording and it feels like ages.
1: It does. It's true. It's rough. You don't realize how long a week can be until you skip.
0: I so. know. Oh, yeah. and, and I actually <laughs> watched all the home improvement episodes. So did well, I. you're uh, nice. ahead of schedule for next week.
4: Like all the Christmas episodes that are scheduled or like all the episodes? Um, all the
0: ones for last week. Oh, okay. yeah. which are which are for which next is just week? Just
4: three, because I was just like, "Wow, that's in a week. A- you got through it all. That's that's amazing." That was, <laughs> was very that's
1: impressed. all he did.
0: <laughs> that's it. That's all, all he did. All home improvement, all day. <laughs> I adopted Doesn't a puppy last week.
1: Yeah, you did adopt a puppy. When do we get to see said puppy? When does said puppy get to join us on a podcast recording?
3: He is here, lying at my feet.
1: Yes. i love puppies
3: he is adorable he just i I need to get him to learn to walk on a leash because right now he likes being on the lawn but i'm in the third floor apartment he will not walk in the hallway so i have to carry him down three floors and luckily he's like small (laughs) enough to still do that (laughs) (laughs) he's three months i'm like man you're gonna grow fast let's go
4: oh
1: but i've had him a a night
3: this will be night two so yeah. Hopefully he will uh grow into it soon.
1: Yeah. What'd you name him? I missed that. Larry. Larry. That's hmm. my Larry? Name. Nice. Larry. Like the cucumber? Larry the cucumber. I don't I was, know who it, that is.
4: It's Anthony, so I think it's probably. Oh my gosh, Larry you don't know David. veggie
1: tails. <laughs> you it's don't know veggie
4: tails? veggie tales? <laughs> veggie. <laughs> tales, veggie oh. tales. Wait, what did you cherries. say,
0: Jerry?
1: What did you think? I about I,
4: I said it's Anthony. So Larry, it's probably Larry David. Yep. Yeah, you're correct.
1: It's not Larry the Cucumber. No. <laughs> Jerry, the... it's almost like
4: you're,
0: uh, you're the fourth elf or something. Because you know me so well. <laughs> we need to do the veggie Tale Christmas episodes.
1: Mm, yeah. Those are yeah. good ones. Look forward to listening. Totally down with that. Can we slip a Where's My Hairbrush in there somewhere? We gotta get a Where's My hair Hairbrush. my favorite songs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, where, oh, where, nowhere, nowhere, where, nowhere, oh, nowhere. Oh, oh, where? Is my hairbrush? We gotta do that in The Pirates Who Don't Do Anything? Yes. Isn't it what about we a are cheeseburger? The
1: pirate? Yes. You're
0: his cheeseburger.
1: His yeah. only cheeseburger. <laughs> That's what I yeah. his do it burger. for you.
2: Yeah.
3: I have no idea what you're
0: talking about. <laughs> oh, see, Anthony, you don't know this because it's wholesome.
1: No, I there's knew you no, were going to bust there's out There's
0: nothing there. offensive anywhere in it.
3: That's probably true. If there was no infidelity, then, you know.
0: Those of us who like to bask in our virginity, it's like right up our alley. <laughs> I mean, you, 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 you said it. You said it.
3: <laughs> but speaking of community. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, but speaking of. <laughs> tonight, we are covering the four Christmas episodes of the cult hit community
2: You eat
0: snow light up the trees deck every hall and while you can see roast every nut missile the to toe this needs to be the
4: best Christmas it's the original 20,000 years from now we'll say the most successful Christmas was today.
3: For those who don't know, Community is about a former lawyer attending a community college when it's discovered he faked his bachelor's degree. In an attempt to get with a student in his Spanish class, he forms a Spanish study group. To his surprise, more people attend the study group and a group of misfits form an unlikely community.
1: I didn't know that's what the show is about. Yep, yep. I love that. That filled some stuff in for me because I had questions. <laughs> I so- purposefully did not do research on this so that I could act like one of our listeners that doesn't know anything about community and ask some leading questions and we can learn together. Nice.
3: So yeah, let's jump right into history. So Julia, this is your first time watching?
1: First time. I definitely saw promos for it and they always looked funny to me. Um, Joel McHale's dry humor. Oh, I mean, I love, I love a good dry humor and then it's got some faces in it I recognized and thought were funny. So, but I never, I never watched it
3: faces who most of them went on to be pretty big after the show like this is yeah. like yeah what did you think of it The what these four episodes you watched
1: i loved it i loved it i'm sad and happy that there's only five seasons happy because i can blow through this thing like super fast six seasons, six seasons. Six, six, seasons six seasons sorry yeah. six seasons um and then sad now? because there's only six seasons so
3: so is this gonna be your next binge watch
1: i think so I think so, they're, and it might be Hannah's also. So, Fantastic so I'm. Episodes.
4: Uh, there's one in particular, the first Dungeons and Dragons episode that is amazing. They is it just for the theme song, Amazon or uh, Netflix? But they have it on Amazon Prime, like Prime. They, yeah, okay. so it's it's on there. Yeah,
3: is and it just for the two. theme song? The theme song itself is used to be my ringtone, <laughs> the Dungeons <laughs> oh, and the Dragons funny. one. <laughs>
4: Uh, but I'll hop
3: in with my history right after Julia. I have never seen Community all the way through. Uh, I've seen odd episodes here and there, the ones that got a lot of buzz, like the Dungeons & Dragons one, the first paintball one, oh, yeah. uh, a, a, a Bed's Uncontrollable Christmas, which uh, we'll get to that episode, but I love that <laughs> one. But yeah, watching all four today like makes me want to go and binge the show. So Julia, I think I'm going to binge it as well. So Nice. Nice. So we'll have something to talk about after WandaVision ends this week.
1: <laughs> I'll need something to talk about after WandaVision ends this week.
4: Uh, Jerry, what's your history with the show? So I think it was about three years ago. Um, and, and well, okay, so actually I'd seen commercials for it, like, like you guys, um, never saw it. And I remember when the Russo brothers were tapped to direct Captain America Winter Soldier. Um, everyone was like, yeah, after seeing their paintball episode on Community, I, I believe it. And so I kept wanting to watch it but I just never did and then about 3 years ago um I got the flu and I had nothing to do I had to like quarantine from the rest of the house so literally all I did was like binge Sherlock and uh this and then this show as well and so uh I fell in love with it immediately the meta humor is amazing uh Pierce is a jerk but he's I like it <laughs> and just uh everything about it I thought was just hilarious and uh, I mean it really hit home so Uh, I've watched most of the episodes like five or six times each. And it's just, it's one of those shows that I I really enjoy. So as soon as you said, you know, which one do you want to do? I was like, community, let's, I got to (laughs) get (laughs) on.
1: I mean, it's definitely one of those. I had to hit the 10 second rewind just one to hear it clearly and two to listen if that's what they said, you know, like it's one of those where you'd pick something else up new every time Mm -hmm. you watch it. And I love shows like that it's always fresh.
0: What about you, Tom? Yeah, you really, you never really know what's going to come out in Community, right? Um, although there, it's, it, I watched the show just a couple years ago, long after it had been canceled. Um, a good friend of mine, my college roommate, had been telling me to watch it, and so I finally did. I liked the show overall. It was real hit or miss for me, though. Some episodes were really, really hit. Some were big misses. Christine was not a fan of Community.
4: Neither is Tiff, yeah. She that's why i've, that's like why I've heard
0: by the way and that's kind of why i've held off on watching
3: the whole binging the whole show tom i've heard that from a lot of fans
0: like that it's very hit or miss
3: it is, there's some bad,
0: yeah there's some jokes that they just beat like a dead horse
2: mm-hmm.
0: especially
3: the later that's seasons true. after dan hartman left and then chevy chase left and then Don, donald glover
2: left
4: well what yeah, so Dan Harmon left in the, or he was kind of kicked out in season four, yeah. but then he came back. He came back
2: after
0: but Chevy Chase left.
3: We we'll uh, we'll talk about uh, season four. You can tell that Christmas episode was not written by Dan Harmon compared mm-hmm. to the other three. I've I still liked it one. though. <laughs> so well, funny. when it's I was funny. researching the show, apparently he rewrote every single episode himself after his writers wrote it. He rewrote yeah. them, so it all had his voice. Mm -hmm. and uh except for season four which he didn't work on because he got canned
4: i love the uh and sorry but i love the conspiracy theory episode it's that's like one of my favorites it's just it's hilarious and you know jeff spoilers but jeff pretty much makes up a teacher and uh in a class on conspiracy theories and then the dean tries to catch him i mean it's just it's so funny and so (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to ruin it for y'all because I know you haven't seen it, but you got to, yeah, you definitely got to catch that one.
0: So let's run through the cast real quick. The very um, talented. Well, I did want to bring up, because I mean, we didn't mm-hmm. talk enough about like how much Dan Harmon and Chevy Chase hated each other, right?
3: Yeah. I mean, they were, their fear
0: very... was awful. It was so bad that at one of the rap parties, Harmon got up and basically gave a fu Chevy speech in front of Chevy Chase, his wife and his daughter. Hmm. But it wasn't just, yeah, it wasn't just Dan Harmon that had problems. Like Donald Glover did not get along with Chevy Chase because he said he would make like profane and and racist comments in between takes. I I was about to say it's not a, even a community centric thing with Chevy Chase.
3: A lot of people who work with him feel this way about it. Yeah, he's he's known known as a diva. He's definitely known as a diva, but... Um, i mean that's why chris columbus didn't do christmas vacation if you remember that's what um, john hughes tapped him to direct and then they he met with chevy chase and uh chevy chase and chris columbus mutually said can't work with the other one nope not at all and worked out for the best right because uh christmas vacation turned out great and then Mm -hmm. uh chris columbus got home alone so
0: i was gonna say the kind of comments though he would make that he would think were quote unquote like funny He told donald glover at one point between takes like you know people think you're funnier because you're black so it's sad because donald glover was just a lot funnier than chevy chase in this right
4: yeah for sure Mm
0: um
4: but yeah so i watched an interview with him it was like kind of a mini reunion they they were all on stage this was about a year ago and uh, essentially they would have conversations with chevy chase and they would just like like you know slyly write stuff down that he would say and then use it in their scripts and Chevy Chase would be like, oh, yeah, that's gold. Cool. That's great. You know, he's not realizing that he's what himself. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So you can kind of see uh, about where he's at at this.
3: But, <laughs> uh, yeah, all that to say, I can't blame Dan Harmon or the cast for feeling the way they did about him. No. Yeah. So Dan Harmon is obviously the creator, one of the writers, directors, producers of the show who got the idea from attending community college Mm -hmm. in Greendale Community College in California, which he (laughs) attended to woo a girl at the time. He signed Mm -hmm. up to woo a girl at the time. So a lot of his storylines came directly from the study group he joined, in which he kind of became very good friends with all these people who have no business being friends with one another. Which we've talked about that on the show before. I like those kinds of stories, whether it's, you know, this, The Office, wherever you have a group of people who shouldn't be together, but you throw them together and interact mm-hmm. constantly. I love those types of stories where they eventually, you know, become, develop bonds and friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan Harmon, well, is also very known nowadays for creating and writing Rick and Marty. Rick
0: and Morty. Mm-hmm. Which uh, I really find <laughs> funny. Which led us to understand that Dan Harmon has some problematic past as well. He yeah, he definitely has a problem. Actually, yes. I wanted, thank you for bringing that up
3: because I wanted to acknowledge some criticism we got. Real, I meant to bring this up earlier on our Arrested Development episode. Listener McLean Slaughter said he was disappointed in us for not mentioning, for going all the way through Arrested Development and not mentioning. The problematic history with Jeffrey Tambor, David Cross, a bunch of them in problematic, abusive histories, and he's just very disappointed in us for not bringing it up and just kind of praising their comedic skills and you know just talk about the show without making
0: reference. So McLean, I don't know David History's problems. It's very similar, abusive type stuff. Really, uh, but that's
3: also why uh, we will never get another season of Arrested Development because it got so bad that Jeffrey Tambor and um, Jessica Waters, he, they would go at it on set, making everyone else uncomfortable, and he would berate her and make her cry on set, Jessica Waters being his wife in, on the show. And uh, yeah, it got very bad, mm-hmm. not to mention his uh, sexual abuse allegations and stuff. So, McLean, sorry for not bringing that up during the episode, but thank you for calling us out on it. We always strive to be better. So the show has a very talented ensemble cast. The majority of whom have gone on to be really big stars in their own right after the show. Like, so of course you have Joel McHale as Jeff Ringer, our main character. I won't even call him a protagonist because he's a bit of a jerk. Not even a bit of a jerk. He is a jerk. He's a jerk. Um,
4: (laughs) He's best known for hosting. Uh, He's a lovable jerk. He is though. I love his winger speeches. (laughs) Me too. He's best known for hosting The Soup.
0: Mm
3: -hmm. Do you remember The Soup? He was in Spy Kids, All the Time in the World. He was in TED. He was on the CBS sitcom, The Great Indoors. He was in Spider-Man 2,
4: Lords of Dogtown. I really wanted, before they cast Oscar Isaacs, who I'm glad glad they cast, because he's a phenomenal actor, but I wanted Joel McHale as um, Mark Spector, you know, Moon Knight. He'd be yeah. great. I thought he would have been done a huh. great job. But and we actually covered him on the show before with the Merry Frickin' Christmas. So,
0: we did, but I don't
4: yes, think we, we mentioned
0: did. that he was not born on this continent. I learned that when researching for this.
1: Hmm. What continent was he born on? He was born in Rome. Nice. Huh. Fancy. I know, right?
0: <laughs> he's got a lot of stuff coming up though. I mean, he's he's staying mm-hmm. active. Yeah.
4: I like him. I think he's uh, pretty underrated. Most people just think of him as, you know, like comedic, I, goofball. Kind well, of I was
3: about to say, I feel like he plays the same guy he, yeah, and everything. He, himself he really does, and yeah. everything.
4: Yeah. Fair. Sure.
3: Playing Britta Perry, our anarchist, atheist, <laughs> activist, uh, is Gillian <laughs> Jacobs. It's Gillian, who, Jacobs, who, Gillian who, Jacobs, yeah. Gillian Jacobs. Gillian Jacobs. Whom I love. She's in my favorite Netflix original series, Love. Um, in which she's hilarious. I saw her in a play in New York a year or two ago with Aya Cash, aka Stormfront from the Boys, which is very fun funny. funny. <laughs> she had a recurring role in the HBO comedy drama series Girls. She's appearing in films such as Life Partners, Hot Tub Time Machine Two, Don't Think mm-hmm. Twice, Brother Nature, Life of the Party, Abitha, and I Used to Go Here. She's done Voices on Rick and Morty. Yes, she's been in Uh, She's done a lot of guest stars on TV. She's been in American Dad, Adventure Time, the regular show. Marvel 616, Invincible, Star Trek Lower Decks, The Twilight Zones. Are we
4: Gillian Jacobs fans? Not in community. I only really know her from the show. I don't
1: think I've seen any of these other things she's been in.
3: I love her in love. In which Christmas alum... um, What's his name? Marv from Home Alone plays her dad on that show. Daniel. Oh, really? Yep. Nice. Danny Pudi plays Abed Nadir, the film student of Palestinian and Polish descent with his encyclopedic knowledge of TVs and movies and he's our most meta character. He always calls out exactly what's going on in every episode. Like, this is exactly like this movie. This is exactly like this TV show. He's best known for This uh for community, yeah, for Mm a band. And uh he
0: did uh, and the voice of Huey and uh, the DuckTales reboot. He did. He's also in a new uh movie Flora and Ulysses. Oh, uh, have you watched it? Is it so good? It is so good. I'm excited. If you like bad CGI. Oh Oh, come on, it's adorable. Anthony get out of here. Get out of here, Anthony.
3: Uh your
1: face. (laughs)
3: <laughs> Julia, I'll allow you. I'm to getting talk better. To me like that this episode, <laughs> I won't. I won't allow the guy I'm doing a favor to
4: talk to me like that. <laughs> he was in. Um, oh gosh, what's the name of that show? Uh, with the superheroes that uh, Vanessa Hudgens was in for a bit.
3: Oh, the one. Uh, where the they, D- like, it was like, Yeah, it was
4: like it a was DC thing, and they they were powerless. Like in- powerless. Power Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. yeah. i I mean it was basically abed without being so
3: meta but that was a good concept they just needed better writers i liked that and i liked marvel's uh version of that too the the pick the pickup crew whichever uh, oh yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: but uh he was in star trek beyond he did voices and smurfs he was uh had a cameo in captain america the winter Winter soldier Soldier. which a lot of these community yeah folks have cameos yeah yep (laughs) uh he's been on gilmore girls in four episodes he was raj he was on er cougar town robot chicken
4: and he's catholic in real life really yeah Yeah.
0: nobody's perfect
4: oh (laughs) yeah you know what
3: tom i can't have been worse i could
4: have said orthodox i mean i'm just saying (laughs) there you go guys are the worst (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah we we're definitely up there so can't say anything
3: yvette nicole brown plays shirley bennett our divorced mother and vocal christian who wants to start her own brownie business and Yvette nicole brown she is an active tweeter very active tweeter and she gained like a whole cult following on that walking dead after show she was like an obsessive fan of The walking dead she was always on the talking dead like she's obsessed with that show but she's been on drake and josh on nickelodeon she voiced cookie in pound puppies she was in the 2015 version of the odd couple she was on the abc sitcom the mayor she was on mom and she's guest starred in a bunch of shows. That 70s show, The Office. She was Dwight Staples uh co-worker, if you remember when you worked at Staples for a bit. Oh yeah? Boston Legal, Chuck the Soul Man. She voices Harper in the video game Minecraft. She voices Amanda Waller in DC Hero Superhero Girls. She's host of the view, the talk, the real. She was an endgame. Yes, she was. She was also in Disney's remake of The and the Tramp. She was Aunt Sarah, hmm. the one who threw them out, the dog out on the street, or wanted to get rid of them. She was also in the awful Percy Jackson and the Sea of Monsters. So glad Disney's remake of those oh. books. Because those books are amazing. Yeah. Uh, she was in 500 Days of Summer, Tropic Thunder, Two and a Half Men, Entourage, mm-hmm. Curb Your Enthusiasm seventh heaven family guy bojack horseman so she has a lot to her name are we fans of Yvette nicole brown
0: oh
2: yeah
3: yeah how could you not be donald glover who probably went on to be the biggest name in the Mm -hmm. show Mm -hmm. um Plays Troy Barnes, a former high school star quarterback who lost his scholarship when he separated both shoulders doing a keg flip, which he <laughs> he actually acci- he accidentally did on purpose in order to escape the pressures of his stardom and popularity. So he ends mm-hmm. up at community college. And he's um, probably
0: best known as Childish Gambino.
3: Yes, mm-hmm. he just did the voice of Adult Simba in the Lion King
4: remake. hmm And he's, he was a uh, hot- prowler in uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming.
3: Yes.
1: Wow. yes be it awesome.
3: was. He dons that costume eventually. It would be nice. It yeah. would be awesome. <laughs> um, is that a possibility? Yeah, it's a possibility. Yeah. I mean...
1: That comic book knowledge yeah. I do not have?
3: I mean, if he, the Prowler, exists, that I means Milo Morales is out in that universe.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, and he does mention it's, his nephew, so yeah. Yep.
0: If you If you can think about it, Julia, somebody has done it and it exists yeah. in some level of the MCU.
1: I'm learning that
0: there's nothing new in in marvel nothing we're which is sure. why i think
4: which is why i think we're devolving Is dc into all children. new no it's no normal. there's nothing new there either there's nothing new <laughs> so in there, comic universe, books they're, the
0: dc universe i will say isn't as well thought out and orchestrated as the mcu well because
3: the main difference is which people don't know is marvel intended for all their universes to be connected which is why every superhero story for the most part is set in new york in those comic books Mm -hmm. dc did not which is why all their heroes are set in fictional cities and when they saw what marvel was doing with the avengers they decided to capitalize on it and bring them all together in the justice league so dc was in not connected because it never intended to be connected i
0: mean gotham city You mean Gotham and uh, Metropolis and Atlantis weren't all supposed to be interconnected?
3: (laughs) I mean, Gotham's Newark and Metropolis is New York City. And then the Bay in the Middle. So Donald Glover was actually hired at age 23 by Tina Fey as a writer on 30 Rock. So she gave him a
0: chance right there. And as the young Tracy Jordan. Yeah, was he yes. really?
1: He was young Tracy Jordan.
0: He was. Oh, that's funny. He
3: also wrote and starred in his show Atlanta, for which he won mm-hmm. Emmys and Golden Globes. That's a great show. He was young Lando Calrissian in Solo: A Star Wars Story, oh, and yes. I hope,
2: mm-hmm.
3: I hope they bring him back for that Lando series. They didn't announce him his return when they announced the series, but they have to bring him back.
1: He was so good as a young he, Lando. He did a
3: good he job. He was in, so yeah. good. I loved him. That movie is underrated because I really like that freaking movie. I thought mm-hmm. the guy who played Han was good too. Mm-hmm.
0: But
3: he was in Magic Mike XXL. What was XXL about that movie? I don't know. I haven't seen it. <laughs> uh, he was the he voice was, of Simba. We mentioned that. He was in I'm the Lazarus- trying to get away from you going down. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the Lazarus Effect. He was in
1: the Martian. He was in Guava Island. Oh, he's so funny in the Martian. He's in there just a teeny tiny little bit, but that stapler scene where he's flying around when with you, his face. Uh-huh. Oh, what do you think about it though? A, so funny.
3: He is so funny. He's a great dramatic actor. He's a rapper. Like this guy can do it all. Writer. Like he is so talented. Mm -hmm. He's basically like Tom Crow. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You haven't heard me rap. Don't say that.
3: He was in the Muppets at the cameo in the 2011 uh,
0: movie. Don't even ask it. We all know everybody here is a Donald Glover fan. Mm-hmm. i know we are <laughs> you were about to in, ask. he was
3: in you girls sesame street regular show mr mr he was cast as mr smith in the remake of mr and mrs smith coming out for amazon the tv show i think it's gonna be a uh, tv show but it's gonna be a tv show and i forgot who's mm-hmm. their cat the cast of mrs smith but it's another big name
1: phoebe waller bridge
3: that's it fleabag
1: oh it's the girl from fleabag
3: Huh. Yes. I was not calling her a flea bag. It's the girl who stars a flea bag. I want to clarify. <laughs> I was that worried for a second. <laughs> <but>, yeah, <you know. laughs> <Flea bag. laughs> I want to clarify that because yeah, <laughs> she is very talented. So <laughs> Ken Zhang plays Ben Chang, the extremely unstable <laughs> Spanish I mean professor it. at Greendale. <laughs> and,
1: okay. Uh, Him as that snowman is like one of the single favorite scenes for me in <laughs> all, all of television. <laughs> I hit the 10 second rewind like five or six times and Marty came in the office and he's like, You're liking this one a lot more than you like the rest of development. I keep hearing you laugh. And I'm like, we need to watch this show together.
0: <laughs> John's character is just unbelievable. I have <laughs> I have on multiple occasions had tickets to go see his stand-up and I've never seen stand-up live and I was really excited. And every time it got canceled. Oh.
3: Well, he, oh. he's a re- doctor in real life, and he saved the guy is, at yeah. a
0: stand-up show who
3: was having a heart attack.
1: Yeah, I blew my kids' minds with that little nugget of information. I'm like, you know that guy's a doctor? And they're like, what? And I'm like, no, like a real doctor. Mm-hmm. Like, he maintains his his credentials to keep practicing, and his wife is a doctor, too, isn't she? I'm pretty yep, sure.
4: She sure is. And, and like, he did how, a, two seasons based on his
3: doctor's uh, life, uh, Dr. Ken. He had two-season yeah. TV show. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, if they don't know him for community, will know him from the Hangover the films, yeah. which you saw everything. Um, he was in.
1: No- I've never seen this.
3: You saw everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he out of that trunk naked and beats Zach Galifianakis at the crowbar. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, that was hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> he was in Knocked Up, Role Models. That's another very funny movie. He was in Furry Vengeance, Ride Along 2, Crazy Rich Asians. I love this guy. I think this guy's so funny. I think this guy's charming in real life, like whenever you see him give an interview.
4: I think he was the voice of Dynamut in that new Scoob movie as well.
3: I think you're correct.
1: He's also in Endgame. And we've covered him when we did what? Christmas Story Live. Last scene oh, yeah. in the Chinese food restaurant
3: what were you expecting when they had That's beautiful right. singing <laughs> voices instead of a <laughs> racial stereotypes?
2: Uh,
3: Jim Rash plays Greg Pelton, the Dean of Greendale, who oh my wants God. his school to be more like a real <laughs> university.
4: Oh, dean. Uh, and ghost of Extreme, favorite characters. He
3: <laughs> really tries hard to make school fun and politically correct. And yet,
4: be <laughs> happy. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, he he was in Civil War. He yes. was in he was in Civil War. Yep, he was. He was in the film. He's also a voice
1: on Ducktales. That's bizarre. Woo!
2: <laughs>
3: he was in Sendance. He was in *Sky High*. I love that movie. <laughs> I mentioned that before. <laughs> he was in *Sky High*. Uh, *Minority Report*. I love that movie. Uh, me too.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, uh I uh the way The
3: Way funny. Way Back.
1: I love, I love that, that movie. movie. Yep. That's like in my top ten. That movie is.
3: He was in Becker. Clueless, a TV show. That 70s <laughs> I show. They had
4: a TV show. SNL. I like that TV show back in the day. You <laughs> talk about 90s. Like one of my favorite movies, and I always forget they have a show about it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: He was in that uh, Scooby-Doo remake, Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, which is more of an ongoing mystery rather than like a week-to-week thing. He was in Glee. He, like Chester Aver and Nelson's cast, did a voice on Rick and Morty. Lucifer, the odd couple, curvy enthusiasm, Star Wars resistance. He does the voice of the Riddler on the Harley Quinn show.
1: He's the nervous male passenger in Friends on the airplane. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. there, are no yeah, yeah. there are no phalanges yeah. on this yeah. Plane. Yeah. There's no he phalanges, got- people. And he gets his suitcase and he leaves. <laughs> that was him? Yeah, yeah that's that him.
3: That's totally him. <laughs> he's on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. An episode he is Brooklyn,
0: Brooklyn he has no <laughs> kind of, He's one of those guys that no kind of plays himself,
4: like plays the same character yeah. over and over again. Yeah, he's another one that, yeah. But it works so well in
0: so many different situations. Wasn't
4: he also... Um, oh, yeah. No, was it him that was he not Moby on uh, How I Met Your Mother, or was it someone else that just looks like him? <laughs> it was somebody else who
3: just looks like him.
4: Gotcha. Okay. I, I don't remember. Uh,
3: Chevy, <laughs> Ch- Chevy Chase plays Pierce Hawthorne, a millionaire who enrolls at Greendale oh. out of boredom and a passive attempt at self discovery. We don't need to go through Chevy Chase again. He's a Christmas staple, Mr. Clark Griswold. There are two more people I want to. Talk about real quick. And that's John Oliver plays Dr. Ian Duncan. Mm-hmm. Love John Oliver. Love Dr. Ian Duncan. You know, John Oliver has his very famous late night show, the late uh, last night, last week with John Oliver. He did the voice of Zazu in the most recent Lion King remake. He did mm-hmm. a voice on Rick and Morty, a very funny British guy. So, and then I wanted to bring up as well Malcolm McDowell is in one of these episodes as mm-hmm. Professor no cornwallis who is greendale's cornwallis. stern manipulative history professor who took a job at greendale after being fired from oxford university because Even of a slip up with a co-ed by the way that's why he was fired
0: yeah slip up y'all didn't get to see uh uh john goodman at all john goodman yeah, got a yeah. pretty it's, funny it's role throughout here three, too. i
4: think yeah yep yeah. so there
3: are four christmas episodes so season one Episode 11 is called, episode 12, sorry, is called Comparative Religion. Tom, what's this one about?
0: In this episode, Shirley wants to do a Christmas party for the whole group, hoping that she can persuade them all to be Christian. Like She wants wants to celebrate in a very Christian way, but she soon learns that everybody's a different religion. Annie is Jewish. Troy is Jehovah's Witness, and I can't (laughs) believe he's never celebrated Christmas.
3: Which great callback in the next Christmas episode? Just throw that out there
0: right now. Abed is is Muslim. Britta is Britta. (laughs) uh, Britta is anti everything. You don't know what Britta is against until you find out what other people around her are for in the episode. That's why I love her. Pierce is my favorite. He's part of. He thinks he's Buddhist. He's some (laughs) weird cult. But again. They bring up several times throughout the show, there are a lot of callbacks to this. And it just gets more, realist, ri, more uh, ridiculous. And then uh, Jeff doesn't really care. He doesn't believe anything at all.
4: He's, he's agnostic, lazy yep. man's atheist. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because I haven't watched this whole show.
3: Can I point out how creepy their school mascot is? <laughs> the human being. The human yes. being. The human
4: being. Well, oh do you remember, Tom, um, when they were trying to design their mascot and they, they had like little like pieces of people's faces. So like a bunch of different yeah. faces, from, like different races and then a bunch of different eyes. And I mean, it was just they were picking and choosing until they finally found the perfect human being <laughs> to represent <laughs> their school.
0: <laughs> it was amazing. Um, and then throughout this episode, um, Abed is being bullied and Jeff Winger as Jeff Winger always does, wants to be the solution.
2: Mm-hmm. And so
0: he wants to stand up to these bullies. And um, in the end, we end up having a huge all out fight, right? Like
3: <laughs> much to Shirley's displeasure
0: when she finds because out. It's he's because right. it's Christmas. Because
3: it's Christmas. So right off the bat, say we want about Chevy Chase and there's a lot of crap you could say about Chevy Chase as we talked a little bit about at the beginning, but he is very funny <laughs>
0: has pierce on the show and this mm-hmm. especially this episode
3: yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. and
3: uh, so so Shirley, like we said is a very proud and out there christian and the dean like we said is very pc he's trying to like embrace all religions he's playing a winter uh mr winter, mr. winter. Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's making his announcement about pc and sure sh- and surely is like i am so sick of the dean jamming his pc-ness down my throat <laughs> and and like silence and jeff is like pierce i'd like to commend you for letting that one go and pierce is like pc-ness now i get it and sure like it sounds like penis i just got it too
1: (laughs) (laughs) that was the moment i knew i liked the show by the way i was like all right i'm done with
3: this like tom said right at this very beginning shirley is like try like i made you all She's made everyone brace such a Scrabble title. <laughs> scrabble <laughs> tiles. Uh, That's is that, that, WWPJD. <laughs>
2: and Pete <laughs> says,
3: like, if this stands for what would Billy Joel do, <laughs> I'll tell you right now, he'd write another
4: crappy song. <laughs> but I love how he tries to fist bump Troy, and Troy does it, and meanwhile, he, like, just mouth to Annie, like, who is that? <laughs> She's like, I don't know. Yeah.
3: But in reality, what do these letters stand for, guys? What would baby Jesus baby
1: do? Jesus. What would baby Jesus
2: do? We baby Jesus. I like
4: to pray to the sweet little baby Jesus. <laughs> hey, yeah, Ricky Bobby. <laughs>
3: you know, this is where everybody's kind of like, they take the bracelets, but they don't want to put them on. Then they're guilted into putting them on, mm-hmm. essentially. And this is where... A bed comes into contact with a bully for good reason. A bed stocks up on those cookies and doesn't let anyone. He does all them the winner doodles.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I think. I, yeah,
0: I, I think I as the, the bully is
4: played by Anthony Michael Hall. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which the whole misfit group of people is very Breakfast Club, so that made yeah. laugh. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely! That's it's, it's also a awesome. callback there.
0: Our
3: main group of misfits is very misfit toysy, which is comes back the next episode.
4: Oh, it does yes, I it can't does. wait to see how <laughs> <laughs> does
1: yeah, he so you
4: staple something to his own face,
1: yes, he does <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> You're
4: trying to show how crazy he is, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Pierce but, is trying to get. I he's using this whole fight thing as like proof of manhood right so his whole thing is every guy should get punched right. in the face at one point or another plus you should be able to fight back and so troy tacks onto that where he's like yeah one i'd love to see you fight too you definitely need to know how to like defend yourself right and pretty much everybody feels that way except well except for um what's for the sure. blonde girl britta britta who just thinks the guys are homosexual and makes these little comments after the fact because of his mustache so she's just kind of whatever about (laughs) the whole thing but it all comes back to shirley right who is kind of the mom figure of the group finding out about the future fight and like doing some serious shaming well right
3: when she finds out she even walks in on Pierce and Jeff and Troy. Like, Pierce is teaching them how to fight, which I love. Because <laughs> Pierce is like, come on, throw a few. And Jeff initially punches him. And he's like, what are you, a North Korean seamstress? <laughs> Get mad. Come on, think of me as somebody who annoys you. And then he punches him hard. He's like, that's good, that's good. Hey, Britta, on your plows. <laughs> Jeff turns around <laughs> and he decks him like oh so funny he, and he sucker punches like, Troy too yeah. and Troy's like dude that is not cool and Pierce is like well that foxy black girl thinks it is and Troy turns around and he sucker punches Troy and Troy's like why'd she have to be black
0: <laughs> I love when we learn about. we're talking religion and we learn about Pierce's religion <laughs> <laughs> We, well, we found out Jeff is agnostic. And Pierce says, agnostic, the lazy man's atheist. I'm born again. And Shirley's, oh, obviously. Very surprised. Pierce said, we had a rebirthing ritual in my friend's hot tub. I'm now a level four laser lotus in my Buddhist community. But it <laughs> says, uh, that doesn't sound like Buddhism. Are you sure you're not in a cult? Pierce says, just by asking me that question, you put me down to a level four. You now owe me 2,000 <laughs> inner gods you. <laughs> and then Troy responds do you know how foolish you sound right now what else do you believe in blood transfusion <laughs> <laughs> I, <say that. laughs>
3: I love I love the way Jeff describes religion and he says to me religion is like Paul Rudd I see the appeal and I would never take it away from anyone but I would also never stand in line for it <laughs>
1: It was so funny, but I'm offended. Paul Rudd is a national treasure.
0: <laughs> That's where you draw the line. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and yeah, um, to your point, Julia, Shirley lays on the guilt game hard. She does. <laughs> she really does. She Ann, really does. Annie calls her out on that and Shirley's like, You would know a thing or two about guilt. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right, Chew? And Annie's like, say the whole word. And Pierce <laughs> is like Jewy,
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, it's
3: laughs> Troy's like, like, you would never catch a Jehovah's Witness saying Jewy, and Pierce is like, tell her the birthday cake you never got.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: terrible, y'all. <laughs> it's
4: really bad, yeah. No, I like when they're showing up to the party and, um, you know, uh, Annie's bringing in her you know her lotkeys and all that stuff and Shirley goes oh look Britta brought what she believes in nothing <laughs> <laughs> okay so I like that Troy
3: gives Jeff the advice to do the Forrest Whitaker, Forrest eye Whitaker and, eye. <laughs> and, the bully. and then sure enough later on he tried. That way he tries to do
4: this eye later on. The guy's like,
3: whoa, dude, what is that?
4: (laughs) But but it's funny because before that, before he taught him the Forrest Whitaker eye, he was, you know, you got to say, you know, like, what's up? And he was telling him how to say the whole thing. And then later on when they're fighting, both Jeff and Anthony Michael Hall go back and forth. What's up? What's up? What's up? up?"
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was so funny.
4: And then, of
3: course, at the end, I love when they're decorating Troy as a Christmas tree and singing Oh, Christmas, Christmas Troy. Troy.
0: Oh, (laughs) Christmas, Troy. Thy candle shines so brightly. Oh, Christmas, Troy. Oh, Christmas, Troy. Much pleasure thou canst give me.
1: So, what happens at the end is a fight does start, right? There is a fight. There are Mm -hmm. fists thrown and all the while, Shirley is upset that he chose a fight over her party, and she banned him from the party. All of the other people in the group that were there were like, "That's not very Christian-like." And basically, the whole we're one big family, and we stick up for each other. So she mm-hmm. so she shows up to the fight and sees it going down, and basically tells, "What's his name?" Winger.
4: Jeff. Jeff. Winger. Jeff. winger.
1: Tells winger. Jeff, yeah, um, "Take him out." Basically, which starts a massive fight between both groups. <laughs> all of them in the decorations and you even have shirley with a candy cane beating people up and it's got christmas feels to it i mean it's got a linus a moment, linus moment. It also it does for have sure a, this show yeah. had
0: a lot of linus moments not just in yeah. christmas episodes i mean just yeah. in general
4: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i agree with and that. that
0: way it felt like an 80s sitcom and with that i'm giving it a nine i really like this one
1: this one gets an
4: 8.5 i'm going in at a nine very? Uh, I I agree. I think yeah. That's that's about a nine.
3: Which gives yeah. an average of eight point eight three so far. Our number one community episode, but not for long.
1: <laughs> oh Christmas Troy, oh Christmas Troy, thy
0: candle shines so brightly. Oh Christmas Troy, oh Christmas Troy, much pleasure thou canst give me. This sight of thee at Christmas tide spreads hope and gladness far and wide. Oh
2: Christmas Troy, oh
0: Christmas Troy, thou tree
2: most fair and lovely. Mm-hmm. So
3: season two is what well, I'm just gonna say is my favorite episode of Community Day I've ever seen. It's on the critics critics list of one of the best modern Christmas specials out there. It is. 100%. On, critics list for probably one of the probably in the top five community episodes they've ever done
1: mm-hmm. and it's
3: called abed's uncontrollable christmas which is season two episode 11 and the entire thing is completely stop-motion animation so the plot synopsis for this one. When Abed wakes up in stop-motion animation, he takes it as a sign that he and the group must rediscover the meaning of Christmas. Meanwhile, Jeff and Britta become growingly concerned about Abed's mental health and enlist the help of Professor Duncan. The group undergoes <laughs> hypnosis, hypnosis to explore Abed's winter wonderland and soon unravel the truth behind Abed's madness.
0: Y'all, I
3: freaking love this one.
0: It was done on so. I mean, on so many levels. Very well done.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Just this I one covered, just and it, it has is a lot of heart. Yes. And it looks so Christmassy. It mm-hmm. feels Christmassy. Mm-hmm.
4: I can almost smell it.
0: hmm
4: Well, well, to so it's quote. Not Christmas without a Christmas pterodactyl. <laughs>
3: <laughs> to quote Emily Vanderwarf who is a critic for the av club she said what a bed's uncontrollable christmas gets that very very few christmas episodes have gotten in the recent history of the medium is the fact that ultimately this holiday more than any other is intensely personal
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah
3: and we talk yeah, about that like real with-
1: feels in this episode real feels
3: yep and TV squad writer Maggie Furlong called the episode as touching and as poignant as the show has ever been. So, yeah, it's this episode starts out. Ben's like, this has got to be the most important Christmas ever because they're all stop motion animated. And, like, he calls it right out. And uh, the group is like, uh, what?
2: And,
3: uh, <laughs> and Jeff and Britta are like concerned. Like, dude, you're going to get kicked out of this <laughs> Of Greendale because you are suffering a major mental breakdown. You need to get help. So they list John Oliver's Professor Duncan, who, who agrees to be help. A professor. He agrees <laughs> to help, but only because like he wants to publish professor. a paper on this guy. Mm-hmm. He wants to get published. <laughs> yeah. So they all play into yeah. this delusion of his So because Dun- uh, Duncan wants to figure out what's really causing this. So he agrees to be. <laughs> What, the Winter Wizard? <laughs> the Winter Wizard. and, the, and the, the, yep. uh, the Winter Wizard and access the Ice Cave of Memories on their way to the North Pole so they could see what's triggering this for Abed. And meanwhile, Abed turns the rest of the group into misfit toys, essentially, based <laughs> on their personality. So uh, Pierce, and is he a t- nails it. Pierce is a hmm. teddy bear. Troy is a wooden soldier. Britta's a robot.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> Annie's a wind up ballerina. Oh, man. And Jeff so is perfect. a Jeff in a box. And Shirley, yep. Shirley
2: is a baby. baby.
4: He's a big baby. <laughs> <laughs> so Dan Harmon actually uh explained in an interview like why Abed chose those particular toys to represent his friends. Uh apparently he sees Jeff as a big talking head with limited practical functionality. He sees Pierce as maybe deserving of more love than he gets. You know, and that's why he's a teddy bear. Troy mm-hmm. is a soldier. Um, Rita is a, mal- a malfunctioning device. <laughs> he sees Annie as, as a creature of grace. And he sees Shirley as a big baby who feels entitled to the Christmas of her choosing. I
1: love that. It's fitting. So yeah, what's interesting is, is the,
3: the animators of the films, Coraline and The Nightmare Before Christmas, contributed to help with the stop motion in this, which took four wow. months to do.
0: <laughs> it was worth every second. And it yep. comes
4: back later on in the uh, anti-penultimate episode of that season. The one I was telling you about that uh, you know callback episode with <laughs> without actual callbacks. And there's a <laughs> separate little section there when uh, we find out that Br- uh, Jeff and Britta had been uh, hooking up, you know, without yep. anybody's knowledge. Oh, I don't okay. know if you remember that, Tom. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and they go back. Yeah, they actually go back to the stop-motion animation part, which is kind of cool. Huh
3: so along the way on this journey to the north pole the group starts one by one losing more patience with the bed and to snap out of it and each time this happens something happens to take them off the journey and get them kicked out of this delusion essentially and when they do there's always an oompa loompa-esque song a warning song about what happened to
4: them as they disappear (laughs) I
0: uh, (laughs) i love how i love how they don't even though there's like an oompa loompa song going like None of them go peaceful none of them go peacefully. <laughs> Do any Although, of them
1: in Charlie and the chocolate factory go peacefully? No.
0: No, I guess not.
1: Blueberry, drowned in chocolate, mm.
0: shrunk you, to the size of a chocolate bar. You just brought up the humbug, Jerry. The I humbugs, g- yeah.
1: I,
3: I gotta just oh, mention that humbugs. quote right there where <laughs> where where they're walking through the humbug land and a bed's like, everyone be perfectly sincere. Humbugs are attracted to sarcasm. And Jeff is like, wow, somewhere out there, Tim Burton just got a boner.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he laugh
3: hysterically. Because that is totally a Tim Burton thing. He would put a weird Tim Burton thing. He would put in a movie. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so what happens? They get to an ice, they get to the ice cave of memories, where they find out essentially December 9th, which is today's date, it was always a day a bed to celebrate Christmas with his mom, right? With his mom. Mm -hmm. But this year, all he got was a Christmas card essentially saying she has (sighs) a new family now and she's celebrating with them. And uh, he's a grown-up now. Essentially, Mm -hmm. you're on your own. That's so
1: terrible and awful. New family? So I feel so bad for him there.
3: Especially because he freezes. Like, he literally, a block of ice appears around him. Because duncan the school psychiatrist is like you know snap out of it now like he's he's reached the point of this he's at the point he's like not coddling him anymore it's like i'll snap out of it and uh again we get our group of misfits rallying around him and coming out with toy guns toy christmas guns that shoot candy canes and everything (laughs) and john oliver who is confused like I thought you guys left
0: this delusion.
3: How are you? Do- <laughs> How are
2: you doing this?
0: <laughs> but um, uh, you know that's where the heart for this episode comes in. Like they're going right. through all of this. They're, because they're, they're doing it for a bed. Mm-hmm. As characters, they're cogniz- cognizant of the fact that somehow they are now stop motion. And they're okay with it, mm-hmm.
3: and and they do it for Abed. They even sing as they take down John Oliver. And I love that Pterodactyl comes back in for John Oliver. He's like, "Oh, don't you think this is overkill?" <laughs> they blow him <it> up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and of course, Abed wakes up right, and he's happy mm-hmm. to have his new little Christmas family. And I love the ending where they're all sitting down watching TV and there's still stop motion on the TV The yeah, actual the human actors yeah. are reflected in the TV. I hmm. love that. That was so cute.
1: <laughs>
3: but Julia, I want you to kick us off with quotes or scenes and talk about the snowman. Bit.
1: Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I like the part where a bed, he goes out, you know, on the grounds of, I guess it's a school. Right. And he's building a snowman and he goes, my snowman talks and it's, it's Chang. And he goes, I'm not a snowman. I'm Chang. And he goes, but I made you. He goes, yeah, you made me cry in the shower tonight. <laughs> and it just keeps going. It's so funny. It's so funny.
0: It is so funny.
4: I like when uh, they're, they're walking through Carol Canyon and Abed says, the plants here give off Christmas carols instead of oxygen. And Pierce says, Will walking through here be expensive? No, it's it's all public domain. (laughs) (laughs) I love when
3: when Pierce is like, what do you care about, Christmas in bed? You're Muslim. Don't you people spend the season writing in angry letters to the TV guide? (laughs) And and, and the bed is like, it's true. Religiously, I'm Muslim. I've always been a big fan of Christmas. And this is the most important Christmas in the history of the universe. I'm assuming that's how we're all stop motion animated.
1: (laughs) So earnest, I love it. He is so
0: earnest. Mm-hmm.
3: I also love when they get to, to this cave. He opens up the gift, which they <laughs> oh, think is yeah. the meaning of Christmas, and it's season one <laughs> of Lost on, on of DVD. Lost. <laughs> and Pierce is like, "That's the meaning of Christmas," and Abed is like, "No, it's a metaphor. A metaphor.
4: It, it metaphor. represents lack, of lack of payoff, <laughs> burn." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh i just love how they bring so much into this you've got yeah. you know they're obviously you know journeying towards something like polar express you've got elements from rudolph and santa claus is coming to town you've got charlie brown this is like cultural christmas to the max yeah
3: so i, I like when
0: jeff is taken away by the humbugs
3: and and he's like "Ooh, can i sing one bitter shallow hipster sweater matching socks christmas (laughs) needs more presents (laughs) needs needs more more presents than a haircut in a box and troy is like annie nice and she's like get what i did with the word presents
2: yeah yeah.
4: (laughs) 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 it's okay when it's abed and duncan and duncan says abed how many fingers am i holding up and more importantly are they still made of clay because and he says three and I told you, it's not clay. We're silicone bodies with ball and socket armatures. He says, very interesting and publishable.
3: <laughs> and I appreciate that because Jerry has on more than one occasion. What, like, especially at the beginning of this podcast, we kept referring to things as claymation. And Jerry's like, actually, it's stop motion animated. And he'd always correct us. You're...
4: I remember that, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like two years ago. <laughs>
0: I like when they all sing their song while they're shooting magical weapons at the at Duncan right Mm -hmm. and they all Mm -hmm. start singing what Christmas is about and Britta says Christmas time is the time to sing that's what Christmas is for. British said Christmas can even be a Hanukkah thing. That's what Christmas is for. Charlie <laughs> says, and for huge percentages, and for a huge percentage of this God-fearing planet, it's about the birth of Jesus Christ, which is how I feel on this podcast.
3: <laughs> that's totally I thought of you immediately when you said that. Because every time I'm like, oh, the Linus moment, that's what Christmas is about, family. Actually, Anthony, it's about the birth
0: of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. And I and um, I do like and I do like uh, Pierce's, Pierce's response. He it said, "It's music and cookies and liquor and trees That's what Christmas is for." <laughs> <laughs> I felt that one.
3: <laughs> I like so I like the beginning. I love that a bed turns the theme song gives it lyrics like Christmassy lyrics, and he says, yeah. "Like give me the snow, light of the trees, deckery hall, and while you can see, roast every nut, mistle the toe. This needs to be the best Christmas since the original. Twenty thousand years from now, they'll say the most successful Christmas was today." And as he's saying this, he's hopping all over cars at the parking lot, <laughs> and he gets cut off at the last word because security guards chase him. Okay, we got him. We
2: got him. He's dead.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man! I think the title for this episode, Anthony, should be "The Delusion You're Trying to, to Cure." It's called Christmas. I like that. <laughs> That's a good one.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I like when they're tra- when Jeff is like, a bed. Does the word clearly mean the same thing to you as it does to normal people? And Pierce is like, it's probably Arabic for not clearly. And he goes to high five <laughs> Troy, and Troy's like, you really expect me to tarnish the high five for that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I love when it's just Annie and Troy left on the journey because everyone got taken away. <laughs> take it away there are the menorah mountains and oh, the yeah, jehovah, yeah. Bay. jehovah and bay and troy yeah. is like very grateful it's like things from things i love it <laughs> and it's clear I had a linus moment that moment at the end everyone bands around mm-hmm. a bed to help him like even though they know He's going through something. They're like, eh, it's not the way to deal with it. The way Duncan was trying gave me all the feels. It was very Christmassy, and I'm giving it a ten.
1: Me too.
0: I'm also giving it a ten. Same here. Perfect this is, this ten. Is one of the most quintessentially perfect Christmas things that we have ever done. Oh, it's yep. definitely going on my Christmas canon for sure every year.
1: Yeah, same. I loved it.
0: The only thing I can think of that's more Christmassy that comes to mind is probably (laughs) Vince (laughs) (laughs) That's
4: what Christmas is for.
0: Video games for two straight weeks. That's what Christmas is for.
2: Hanging out with the people you love. Saying I love love you.
3: Okay. So the next episode is the 10th episode of season three, and it's called Regional Holiday Music.
4: When the Greendale Glee Club is unexpectedly sidelined, the school's effervescent choir director, Corey Radisson, sets about recruiting the study group members to fill in. Skeptical at first, they eventually fall under his hypnotic spell one by one, singing and dancing their way to the annual Christmas pageant and regionals <laughs> what the hell are regionals. regionals they never stopped talking about it. <laughs> they, never stopped talking. they were this close i like this one because there's a lot of um, homage to like invasion of the body snatchers and yes especially at the end a i mean lot. it's like you just picture donald sutherland doing it except in this case, <laughs> Jeff winger and britta's you know no. <laughs> but i love the songs too in this one um i thought the songs were actually better uh, than the last one. Even though I liked the last episode better, I, I like the songs in this one better, like uh, Baby Boomer Santa. I mean, to me, that one is just amazing. That's a know? good one. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny. Basically, Jeff Winger sabotages the Glee Club so that they can't sing, but it kind of backfires because now that they're gone, uh, you know Mr. Rad who's like you know the, the Glee Club director he needs someone to fill in and last season in that episode I keep talking about they mention yeah. how remember when we filled in for the Glee Club and of course there's is no episode with that it's just something that happens referencing it. Yeah. <laughs> and so he calls on them again to fill in for the Glee Club <laughs> and of course they don't want to because they're like no we hate Glee Club we did it the one time that's it but Abed really wants Christmas this year to be different and special. And so he meets with Mr. Rad and Mr. Rad convinces him to convince the others to do it. And so one by one, he takes him down. <laughs> it's just... I just I love it. It's full of oh, so I, many dumb things that uh, it's. I it's loved ridiculous.
3: how it was like a piss take on Glee
4: too. Just totally yeah, making yeah, fun of much. like
3: and how I never ridiculous watched Glee, that but show I love this, Glee was.
4: I love this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I love it uh, again because they really focus on like each individual person. So with Troy, he he sings a rap with him. You know, and he convinced yeah. them to, to be like an undercover Jehovah's Witness, you know, and, and really like Christmas, you know, like take it down from the inside kind of a thing. And so they wrap. <laughs> and then uh, with, of course, with uh, Pierce, the baby boomer Santa to try to convince him, you know, they play off you know, his generations. Uh, I think <laughs> Annie says his generation's perceive narcissism or something like that uh, with shirley they get like a children's choir singing all about jesus and isn't there anyone that can teach us about what you know whose birthday it is today It's like all these like just sp- specific takes. The only one we don't see is Annie, but she's like ambushed uh, hmm. by by Abed and uh, the other guys. And then finally, you know, she convinces uh, Jeff by singing that Betty Boop esque, that creepy Betty Boop esque, oh, creepy <laughs> to the max. That is super, super creepy but hilarious. I gotta say. And, uh, <laughs> and then at the end, they put on their show, <laughs> only to discover Abed. You know, finds out that uh, no, no, this wasn't just a one-time thing. Like he was hoping, Mr. Radisson really plans for them to not only go to regionals but semis and then semi regionals and regional (laughs) semis and whatever whatever (laughs) and so he tanks the show by switching places with britta and in the end uh we discovered that mr radisson was the one that uh, killed the other (laughs) glee (laughs) (laughs) he severed their brake lines in their bus (laughs) it's terrible Oh man, I'm sorry for laughing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so they all come, they all at the end celebrate uh with Abed and they watch uh, Inspector Space Time's holiday special that hasn't been aired since it showed, a la, you know, the Star Wars holiday special. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> that was a funny quote at the beginning when he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to watch this movie it sounds terrible and Troy's like that sounds awful I want to watch it twice or whatever <laughs> <he> says. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like we we have those people <laughs> on our podcast and in our Facebook group <laughs> that are totally the same Guilty.
4: I like when uh, Britta comes out after Abed switched places with her and, and the dean's looking through the you know, the program and he's like, oh, Britta's in this? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, like is it Britta's an
1: ongoing in... thing that she can't sing, I'm assuming? No, they don't really. Because it Britta's came up just in. The she's just, just the worst. she's just yeah. like like the
4: worst. Like the way she says bagel. <laughs>
1: does she say bagel?
4: Bagel. Bagel.
1: Oh, bagel. <laughs> Get I love Britta. you never sing again.
0: You're the worst. Jeff's like, "Hey," and Troy's like, "You don't get to call Britta the worst, but it's what we're all thinking. <laughs> it's what we're all thinking, Troy. You were wrong on that one." I love Britta. So. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> I like that we have a, a very real moment with Jeff where he sums up a lesson for us. The line where he says, I think what we've learned, Abed, is that attempts to make the holidays brighter tend to give them a certain darkness. <laughs> <laughs> and that, my friends, sums up Tiz the Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I liked uh, I Britta's quote, which was like, yeah, it was almost like being on ecstasy. Only instead of having pointless conversations and dancing like it, wait,
4: it was exactly like being on ecstasy. <laughs> oh, man. I like when Annie and Jeff are talking and she's like, I feel like we let Mr. Rad down. He says, no, he let himself down by coming in this morning wearing a sweater vest. <laughs> I like when Jeff is describing... Um, <laughs> Describing him
3: and he's like that's what worries me about this guy he's equal parts hanson and manson nobody <laughs> nobody like him corners you until he is out of the recruitment mode or the next thing you know we'll all be caring about our christmas pageants and regionals what the hell are regionals
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, you've with me. i just realized, I, I get so uncomfortable with these sexy santa songs that people try to do <laughs>
4: Was she, I think it was for College Humor, um, or, or one of those, and she actually did a Sexy Santa song skit, uh, purposely making fun of it, and they liked it so much, that's why they threw it in this episode. Oh, oh wow. It, it was College yeah. Humor, yeah. It was College Humor, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, her Betty Boop voice is pretty fantastic. It honestly. was really great. <laughs> yeah. I like at the very end where she totally devolves just into like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> noises. <laughs> it
0: just re- that whole singing thing, though, just reminded me so much of that. It's that time of year song from Anna and the Apocalypse, you know.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it did. It reminded me of that too.
0: I listen to that soundtrack all the time. <laughs>
2: me too.
3: So I like Troy's Crow. Look, guys, I hear your negativity, but can I also counter with this? Who hates Glee? Listen to how that sounds. Glee. Glee. It literally means glee. (laughs) And Jeff is like, oh, stop it. Not like in Glee Club doesn't make us bullies. And applying that's reverse
4: bullying. (laughs) (laughs) I like, uh, so after most of them have already been like converted and right before Jeff, you know, right before Annie pulls Jeff aside and it's Jeff, Britta and Shirley and they're just sitting there talking and Britta says, I know the stakes aren't really that high, but somehow that just makes it scarier. (laughs) (laughs) so did this episode have a Linus moment
0: i think i just read the this moment a minute ago from yeah mm-hmm. trying to make christmas bright like realizing that you shouldn't try to make christmas special right
3: i can't tell if you're being sarcastic i would try to i would try to spend that as- <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, if there is one, the closest thing that gets it is when Abed is like, what, I thought we were doing this because it's Christmas and the, other, you know, and the Glee director's like, no, we've got to get to regionals. And he was just like, huh, you know, like he has it, he has it right. Abed has it right the whole time. Right. Like his goal mm-hmm. was to do it because it's Christmas. It's the right thing to do. Yeah. 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 And when he found out it wasn't, he very quickly sabotaged it. So it's like a, it's thin, it's almost the line this moment.
3: What would y'all give this one?
1: This one comes in at like a six and three quarters. Yeah, 7.5.
3: I was going to give it a six.
4: I still like this one, so I'd go with an eight. I don't know. It just uh, makes me happy (laughs) hearing this one.
3: That has an average of six and three quarters, 6.75.
2: And
0: when the Connies gave the polio to Doris Day, Santa helped the Beatles chase McCarthy away. That baby. Never gonna die. And-
1: okay, our last episode we're covering, or the last Christmas episode they did, was from Season 4, Episode 10. It was called Intro to Knots. And our synopsis is, Jeff organizes a lovely holiday gathering at his apartment, but Annie secretly invites Professor Cornwallis to get in his good graces. When it becomes apparent that Professor Cornwallis intends to give them a bad grade on their joint history paper, the atmosphere quickly deteriorates and the group takes decisive action.
3: Played by the legendary Malcolm McDowell, by the way. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's a big get for them. I don't know <clears throat> yeah. how they he's got him. He's a big get.
1: He's perfect for He's the, he's the one that, that got fired from Oxford.
3: Mm-hmm. For, uh, for an accidental slip perfect. up with the student. Yep.
4: <laughs> with, the <co-ed.
1: laughs> with a co-ed. With a co-ed. Perfect casting think about it
4: mm-hmm.
1: um okay so this one is i mean like it says he's he's planning this holiday party but annie annie's the one right that comes over with all the mm-hmm. decorations okay yep. annie comes are, over and she's are got annie like... and
3: jeff dating
4: no there was always an implied um like attraction between the two that's that's teased out over the entire thing but because of the huge age difference between them like he always plays it down in season five um it is confirmed that he loves her but he never acts on it because I mean he's There's literally like difference. seventeen years older than her. That's so
3: interesting because the most I saw of the show was season most I've seen most of the stuff from season one. I think I always thought eventually him and Britta would get together because they're both kind of those cynical. They deserve they,
4: each other. They do, yeah, <laughs> they do. But I kind of I, I mean I know it's creepy, but I kind of like them uh, them together, Annie and Jeff, because I think like they balance you know, each other. He needs her, yeah so
1: i'm assuming annie's character is what like fresh out of high school going to community college before she hits big college and he had to go back because he faked his degree annie (laughs) Annie got
4: addicted to
0: yeah annie got addicted to adderall and ended up having a breakdown who Uh, hasn't (laughs) it's reminiscent
1: of another time you said who hasn't and tom and i were like (laughs) uh neither of us (laughs) yeah
4: sorry man (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay and so i guess that is so, a big age difference so,
4: yeah it is and and we don't learn that it's 17 years we think it's only like 12 or 13 which is still bad and then later on yeah. in season five he we find out he's turning like 40 and she's still oh. like 22 or 23 something like that yeah, and that's, a so, yeah. that's a big difference yeah so he never does it but yeah he, he definitely loves her
1: okay okay Well, she, I mean, she has some amount of affection for him too. You can kind of tell in this episode, Mm -hmm. just standalone. So she comes over to this Christmas party, um, not just with a gift, which ends up being a rolling gag throughout everybody showing up to the party, but she comes with like decorations and like that look, he's, she's really like judging up the place, um, with pillows (laughs) and like extra curtains and like a weird thing. She drapes over the lamp, which I still don't understand. And he's just like, this is weird, but all right. And so people start rolling in and they all have presents, even though he explicitly said no presents, which what does that mean, bring presents? And um, he finds out all of a sudden (laughs) that Professor Cornwallis is also coming. And he's like, why? And Annie spills the beans. Hey, guess what I heard? I heard that we're getting a failing paper. We're getting a failing grade (laughs) on our group project paper. And so I invited him to come over so we can change his mind. About the failing grade. Because she cannot have a failing grade. That's and illegal. So, <laughs> and so. Jeff really throws himself into. <laughs> trying to fix this. Because I mean. Failing grades not going to help any of them. But it's really not going to help him. Um, and it comes out that. The reason why the grade is failing or what we perceive to be failing at this point is because he put song lyrics in his part of the paper because he did a little (laughs) quick math and figured if all of them were working on the paper, they would cover the bases enough to where if he put song lyrics in and punted, they would still get a fairly good grade. (laughs)
4: So,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Annie's mad at Jeff. Jeff is then in return mad at Annie because he finds out, no, there wasn't a failing grade. It was just a C. It was a C. And he's like, a C is right on par with my level of commitment to all of my (laughs) classes and everything else here. So while there's turmoil within the group, we end up where, um, what's Ken's character? Chang. Chang. Yeah. Chang shows up to the party as well, and he ends up tying up Professor Cornwallis. <laughs> and so this gives us a new problem.
2: <laughs> he's they have the Cheng professor
1: tied up, and they're trying to decide what to do. And so it becomes this, you know, who's going to break first, and are you going to change our grade, and um, who's going to be the rat, you know, that that's in it for themselves, to, because the professor's saying, well, whoever unties me, you know, gets an A. We find out closer to the end uh, when they're opening presents and Chang has all of his presents wrapped and none of them have knots tied because he doesn't even know how to tie a knot, um, that the professor, in fact, was not tied up all along. He's just very lonely, which made me sad. But it's also a Christmas element there, right? Mm -hmm. Being lonely at Christmas. So what happens with the grade on the paper? the end game he ends up dropping it to an f because of something terrible jeff said about him and so mm-hmm. then they're trying to battle their way up from an f back to the c or the a that Annie would like but i think they end up what getting a c plus getting on a the c paper plus yeah
4: mm-hmm.
1: yeah i feel like i was at a, bis- a bit of a disadvantage on this one because there were some elements of the group that like i wasn't familiar with
2: mm-hmm. like
1: i guess that him and that jeff and britta had had a thing at one point and some of that kind of double crossing relied a lot on history that I didn't have, mm-hmm. um, so that probably affect is going to affect my score. But um, Jerry, agree. since you've seen them all, and Tom, did it require a lot of prior knowledge to really appreciate it?
4: Kind of. Yeah. I, I don't know if it really required it, but I think it definitely would help. Um, yeah. So like think of it be- like
0: Wanda Vision. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot going on from the MCU that I don't get that probably mm-hmm. make it better for you, but I can still enjoy it.
1: Yeah. yeah. I'm assuming this is not the first Cornwallis we've seen, right? Like, I mean, I figured he's he'd built up, he'd been on the show long enough to build up kind of a reputation for himself, right? Well, they've,
4: they've mentioned it before, um, but I don't recall. I don't know that we met him, but we knew about him, right? We knew about oh. him, yeah. So yeah, at this point, um, Britta and Troy are dating. And so that's okay. why it's a little bit awkward because Britta and Jeff had a thing. The, the study group was formed because Jeff wanted to get with Britta so it's right. like that whole thing right there, uh, and then yeah, Jeff and Annie kind of have like an unspoken mm, something, and so yeah, there's a little bit of there's a little bit of that. But I, I love the dean when he, when he shows up and he's like, I am you know I'm awesome at at you know holiday parties, and next time if we're gonna do it, just schedule it during my spin class or something like that. I at least have
3: the decency to do it when I'm in spin class. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and then as he's leaving he touches jeff's abs just like he always does just like he's always trying looking for a reason <laughs> to touch to touch yeah. jeff's abs
1: really oh that's yeah. funny
3: <laughs> i love when uh professor cornwallis comes in and he's like lovely place very feminine and britta's like outraged she's like did you hear him these feminine as an insult typical phallocentric worldview i bet it was a failing <laughs> grade because you can tell my section was written by a strong independent and troy's like would you
4: excuse me i've seen an old friend and he walks, <laughs> he <just> walks <laughs> <laughs> i love how they reference the darkest timeline in this one too that was a good yes one. is that a thing it is a thing yeah, it's from like the greatest thing. episode <laughs> remedial chaos theory it's from season three episode like four or five something yep. like that and it's like my favorite episode <laughs> it's, they're playing a game of Yahtzee and as they're or the pizza comes and they're trying to decide who's gonna go get it so Jeff gets the die and he's like okay starting from my right you know I'll give you a number whatever die you know whatever number that's on the die then you got to go get it and so it explores like every single option and it's like a different universe and so in one Butterfly of the effect type thing. there's like a fire yeah. Pierce gets shot uh, you know it's like this just everything <laughs> bad that can happen happens and that's called the darkest timeline and so it's it, i like it it,
0: it's, yeah. it makes say it's a dark timeline
4: but it is a really good episode it's a okay. super good episode yeah
1: <laughs> so i totally missed that part of the plot was while all of this is going on Abed is reliving um die hard because oh, yeah. <laughs> troy isn't it troy that gives him a tank top that looks just like john mcclain's mm mm-hmm you know ashed up bloodied on why
3: why would a christmas so, episode be discussing die hard guys like why why would I that tell be? you jerry jerry do you want to answer
4: <laughs> sure for the same reason that so many christmas episodes cover it's a wonderful life <laughs> Oh, you got, out- you got outplayed anthony <laughs> truce uh no but it um yeah i love that part because he wants to go to nakatomi sushi he, yeah here's he hears, he hears yeah. the hans grouper is to die for
1: <laughs> <laughs> so good hans grouper. i like when things start to go down and they're they're i guess it's annie right that basically starts to build the scenario of how he got oh, tied yeah. up and what was happening and she smashes that thing on the ground and Abed just looks at it and he starts to take his shoes off and look at his <laughs> feet <laughs> So funny.
3: I love when Jeff points out to Annie, you ruined our Christmas dinner so you could be crowned the smartest person at the dumbest school. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, I like I like it the end tag when uh, Jeff is like trying to defend Annie, you know, in in the darkest timeline he's like your honor, I may not have a right arm, but I am armed with what's right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so ridiculous the whole thing is just
0: ridiculous <laughs> in really every did. way that's awesome
3: <laughs> this one didn't feel as christmasy to me though as the other three didn't no, no
1: no it Not wasn't it
0: didn't at all did
3: they have a linus moment though
1: i mean they band Maybe. together as a group at the end and jeff I shows some stretch. humanity it is a stretch for christmas because to me it just seems like the group mm-hmm. i'm assuming kind of does that once or twice throughout the series right that they are this group of misfit toys but I mean they are what they are and that's what they're, their strength is is mm-hmm. being oddballs like that they're so it's probably not a line a they're misfits
0: all the time in this show not just Christmas
1: right yeah so that that nullifies the Christmas aspect of it in this one for me
0: Yeah, I'm giving this one a five I'm coming in at a three and a half
1: yeah I was going to come with four
0: yeah six for me mm-hmm
3: that gives us an average of 4.167. So oh. A Bed's Uncontrollable Christmas comes in at number one, then Comparative Religion,
2: mm-hmm.
0: then
3: Regional Holiday Music, then Intro to Knots. And I am very happy with that order.
0: These are say, so good. All four of us agreed in our ranking of which one went where. Oh, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah.
2: The stars are brightly shining the night
1: of our
2: dear
1: I've been saying it. it for quite some time just wait until the community christmas episodes they're so good and you are absolutely <laughs> <Yeah>. right <laughs> you are absolutely we, usually
0: are. Right. we got a
1: 5 star review
0: and our first review that i know of from Di- from denmark from Amen and amen no one has used
3: aka nina who always ins- interacts with us on
0: instagram i love this podcast they keep my christmas spirit alive all year hmm. there are different opinions lively discussions and friendly banter what's not to like it always feels like a good time with friends even when i don't agree with them thank you nina shoot thank us your address you nina so that we can tell you that we're going to send you something in the mail and we, we may or may not.
3: I was about to say, <laughs> this, so Nina's awesome. She always interacts on Instagram and she actually said, uh, I'm not expecting you to send a sticker all the way to Denmark, but Nina, you I are an awesome. Yeah. You are an awesome listener. We are obviously going to do that. So message us your address and we'll get and you it know into what? the mail post.
0: And I'm willing to post, huh? I'm willing to bet that you'll uh-huh. get it before Julia or I will get our buttons. Pins.
4: Jerry, did you ever get yours? I yes. did, and they were awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank no you. I saw them.
0: Jerry showed me what they look like.
3: I showed you what they look like, too.
0: Yeah, but that was did so long ago. you know what ago, they look like? I didn't remember what they look like. So Jerry, helped me out.
3: Well, you know what? Where can listeners who have received these pins remind Tom and show him what they look like, Julia?
1: Well, they can go to any social medias by going to Tizapodcast.com backslash, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook groups, Reddit, Twitter. I mean, anywhere you are. We're there too. What was the last one you said? Patreon. Patreon. Basically, we have lots of different mini communities and lots of really amazing people inside of them. Plus, we're there too. So if you want to talk to us, about us, for us, give us suggestions, berate us do whatever you want. Come talk to us. We'd love to, we'd love to have you there. It's a really great community.
0: We've all had enough um, of a reset that we can handle the abuse.
1: That's true. <laughs> but what's Patreon? Because that's different, right, Tom?
0: It is. You can pay as little as a dollar a month, get some bonus content. Uh, if you pay enough, Anthony will tell you that he'll send you some enamel pens. You may or may not get them. I don't know. Maybe you'll be lucky like Jerry. Maybe you'll be more like Julia and Tom who were told they were coming, but um, are still suspect of that. It, you know, it could be anywhere.
3: That's how I'd like to say about Patreon. The thing I like most about our Patreon is all the bonus episodes up there. We put a plethora of bonus stuff up there last year, and I am committed to doing that again this year. I know the first month months have been late on that stuff, but I'm actually recording a bonus episode with Jerry D this upcoming Thursday oh, yeah. uh, about Justice League. I have an episode I'm recording with Kendall sometime next week about the show you're the worst tom julia and i want to record an episode on wandavision soon so you will have all new content coming very soon and uh we're excited to get new episodes up there again right guys
1: oh yeah i'm excited
3: yeah also we'll have an easter episode up like we do every year so we have to schedule that soon too also if you want more Bonus content. Tune in every Thursday for a new chapter of another Christmas story. This week, fittingly enough, the most recent chapter, which dropped last Thursday, by the time you hear this, was read by Jerry D. of Totally Rad Christmas. So, Jerry, thanks for doing that for me.
4: Sure, anytime. Jerry, I loved your you voice. Shameless.
0: Do you want to do a shameless plug for, your, for what Totally Rad Christmas is?
4: Yeah, why not? So, um, yeah, my podcast is called Totally Rad Christmas. I like to say that it's a podcast about the raddest time of year and the baddest decade ever and we talk uh, pretty much anything toys books movies specials music fads fashion if it was gnarly during christmas in the 80s we got it covered you can find me on uh, facebook twitter and instagram or excuse me facebook and instagram at totally rad christmas and twitter at rad christmas website may be coming soon i don't know i've had the domain and never did anything with it so Maybe you'll see it on a website, but if not, you can at least uh, reach me on social media, and of course, uh, anywhere you get podcasts, you can listen to me if you want to. And if not, that's okay too.
1: (laughs) Polite, so nice, Jerry, so nice. So, thank you for so,
3: having me. No, thanks. We are always welcome. Listeners, get excited because Jerry D is like, this is the year of Jerry D on Tis the Podcast. I think he has like five different
0: episodes scheduled on our main feed this year. <laughs> As opposed to what? Jerry's on every podcast every week. I know. I know. Or Jerry gag. D
4: has somehow, has somehow. <laughs> it's totally the running
3: gang. <laughs> become the Thanos of the Christmas Podcast Network. Oh, gosh. It's <laughs> just mean. He, he has a Tis the Podcast button, a Christmas podcast of the city sticker <laughs> a christmas clatter mug he has them he's collecting all the infinity stones <laughs> but speaking <laughs> up to the podcast next week we are finally getting to the first three home improvement christmas episodes which will be nice. really exciting and the week after that we are doing the boy meets world christmas episodes with matt Yurich of tgi podcast so that'll be fun
1: be a fun month good mm-hmm. tv i'm excited
4: Yeah, he's coming on in a couple of weeks to do um,
1: Perfect Strangers. Oh, Perfect
4: Strangers.
3: Y'all, guess what? What? There are only 7,032 hours until Christmas.
1: That's only 293 days. That, my friends, is 41 weeks.
4: Ooh, that's a totally rad nine months right there.
3: Guys, this year's flying. We're almost out of
4: the 40s already. That's crazy. Yeah,
1: it's totally flying by. Jerry, you're a delight. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Jerry.
4: And uh, sorry about the whole Vince Giraldi thing. I was about to say, in honor of your appearance, we're going to play you out with Vince Giraldi music. That is okay. I do love Vince Giraldi, too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I love you
2: guys. (laughs) We love you, too.
3: So do your homework, y'all. Watch Home Improvement. Listen to Jerry D's chapter that just came out Thursday. And we'll speak to you next week. Bye, y'all.
2: Bye.
0: Bye Felicia. Later.
2: Is it
0: not working? Never mind. Oh, Were
1: you playing audio? It sounded like there was feedback in the background. Faint feedback. Were you doing something? I was. Was it bit. I'm a loser. Like, you know, it, it was. was. It was. I called it.
0: You're so funny.
1: Get out of the loser.
0: I really am. Thank you for noticing. It means a lot <laughs> to me. Man, you really like poking the guy who's trying to help you out this week. Yeah. I do, I do. (laughs) (laughs) It's a form of endearment. You know that. I know.